2: in rutherford county i have most of the stewart family here today i go uh, from the oldest uh, larry and then i've got bobby and then i got Janie, and uh we've got a lot to talk about this seems to be last cast this week because i had uh sherry joe she was a reeves yeah uh She was from Las Casas for a little while, I mean, not not all that time, but she wrote such a great book. I I, I mean, uh, she wrote about her husband, Jim, and he had ALS, and uh, the book uh, relates a lot to Jim and what it's like to go through those uh, terrible times, but you you grow, in my opinion, you, you grow closer to the people that you're taking care of and, and uh, uh, reliving all of that. She wrote the story, and it really is a great story. Everybody should pick it up. And uh, I was thinking, I forgot when she's going to do the uh, signing day here. But but it, it, it's on the podcast. She was on yesterday.
3: Well, she. people that have never dealt with ALS, they don't have a clue. What it's like, but yeah. I'd say Sherry would have one, and Sherry was a great student, great basketball player, a great student leader at Las Casas High School, and uh, we we were blessed to have had the Reeves family in school. I'm getting a little called
2: that they can't hear me at the radio station.
3: Count your blessings.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean,
4: hey, do you see this sign right here? It says "Don't touch." What does that mean? It, it says, means. please don't adjust the levels.
2: I figured it was because you and Larry are on today and don't <laughs> smack him off of the chair when you get mad today.
4: No, well,
3: you. They, they can hear us, so it's, it's you that's the problem. Uh, <laughs> well,
2: that, that's okay. People don't care where they listen to me or not. But they should uh, Last Cassis is having its block party uh, this September the 25th. Is that Saturday? That's Saturday. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, it's five till eight p.m. and it's at 4702 Last Casas Pike. That's just beyond the bridge that uh, has that crazy name of somebody, but I can't, I don't remember. It it? says, it it says during the war between northern and it
4: just (laughs) says, it says, yeah, yeah, it says Stones River Bridge, Stones stones river east fork or something like that yeah i don't know if there's anything else on it or not i
2: don't really think there's well <laughs> well nothing that really matters you
3: two would not you you two just don't recognize history when you see it
2: <laughs> i think you're history <laughs> uh, the what they're honoring is is the glass drug drugstore uh and uh, they're honoring all the people that have been their uh, uh, patrons during, during all that time. And uh, you've been there a number of times. Larry. I have. You have Bobby and Jenny I'm, I'm sure, too. And uh, I, they are the nicest people that I've ever run into. She's you got know, such a good it job. starts
3: with Sandy. Yeah. But uh, you talk about some good help. Uh, Sandy Mathis has got some great help. There, she's got. Uh, well, I call her Robert Spradley's granddaughter, Ashley Rogers. She got uh, Lindsay, who was high had her in school. She was a Brewer, Bonnie Brewer, and James's daughter. He got Miss Mac who can take care of most anything. And uh, I mean, they just they take care of me. I'll tell you that.
2: Well, there's somebody else that takes care. Janie takes care of both of y'all. And.
4: You, you know, there is a switchover in life at one time.
2: Uh-huh. You guys were ruining the
4: yeah. roost, and uh-huh. kept them straight, uh-huh.
2: and now she's doing the same thing with
4: you. Yeah, she said something on Facebook that got a lot of laughs from a lot of people. She said, are y'all having any trouble raising any of y'all having any trouble raising your mother? Yeah. There were a lot of comments. Well, you're, you're an easy guy. Person to take care of, right? uh, she yeah. should have said.
2: Ever fuss about anything. I mean, it's just really great. That's because you see her about
3: twice a month.
2: Yeah. As Jan would say, 24 7 is a little different. But poor little thing. Um, she has to run the bank. She has to run uh, Ronnie Martin and uh, Truman Jones' telephone that he can't operate. Actually, she does all of my uh, stuff at the bank and she takes care of everything I do. Oh, I may be. Uh, moving in a couple of months, Jenny. Uh I'm I'm uh hopefully gonna sell my house. I was say be specific,
5: moving homes or
2: moving banks you No, them. no, no, I'm not gonna move a bank. I I'm, I'm very happy with Well Pinnacle. they don't care where you live as long as you bank with them. Yeah. But everything's gonna you you'll have to change all of my stuff and and things like that. Because y'all pay all my bills. Yeah. You know, it's pretty nice down there. Right on the beach, I'd love being there right now. Uh, Whatever you did, it worked, yes. I I, I am one of these tech people. I can fix anything. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I know it. (laughs) So, um, what's going on in your guys' lives?
4: Well, not much. We've been pretty much housebound. Do you realize this is the fifth day? that it's rained just about all day long
2: my backyard i i could take my fishing pole out there and probably fish for the next three or four days it's, it's unbelievable
4: it is it, is. it it's is
2: so saturated
3: the rain we're getting out don't have anywhere to go and there's just puddles i poured six inches out of my rain gauge sunday mm-hmm. and it was running over it won't hold but six, and I don't know how much we've got in the last two days, but
2: it's considerable. My phone said I had got one of these things on there It tells you what I was going on. Yeah. that 7.3 Yeah, uh, i that's about it right. And I, and I don't know, but before it all started real bad, I drove over to the one-lane bridge over near the community care center, and it was completely underwater. Yeah. You couldn't see anything. Yeah. So,
4: Those are very dangerous well, to try to cross.
2: Well, you you don't
3: cross you them don't, when no. there's water running. But cross there
4: are people them. that try.
2: My
3: neighbor, who shall remain anonymous, said that we had almost 15 inches of rain. And I said, where'd you get a rain gauge that big? He said, it's not. It's in my wheelbarrow sitting outside, and it's full. <laughs> I said, okay, we'll go with that.
2: That person is not related to me. It? it sounded like it. I asked him that. And he said no, and
3: don't you dare say ask again. I said okay.
2: Yeah, I hear y'all are gonna have a a, a big entertainment center out your way. You're gonna have baseball got- and softball and all those well, other things that are going that's, on. That's in the talking
3: stage but we've already got the music we've got hop springs just right across the woods that we can hear when they fire it up and some of the neighbors are upset about it, it don't bother us because you know we get in the house at dark anyway and shut the doors and we can't hear it anyway
2: how long you been out there 50 years good not so 51. when you were teaching and principal out at las casas you didn't live in the las casas community I never did say I did. Is that kinda of like uh you the only one that's got problems. Is 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 that kinda of like the great basketball player uh at Las Casses actually was the basketball player at Kittrell. That's that's probably you're right, for once.
3: The monk. Yeah the, the monk. The monk lived right across from Las Casses' school when he was mm-hmm. in elementary school. I've got an annual to prove it. Mm-hmm. And I've often wondered you know, he transferred to Kitchel because his mama got a job, mm-hmm. and I wondered who the principal was at Las Casas that didn't give her a job, and uh, it's in this annual. So uh, anyway, but
2: yeah, Monk, when he got big enough to play, he moved to Kitchel, and the rest is history. Well, then we yeah we can continue on with that because the the ladies who were basketball players at Las Casas, great basketball players, they had to play. For a Kittrell boy, Ben Cates, and in that and then they became one of the top teams in in the state of Tennessee. The the first year they had Oakland High School. Yeah. Uh, ben Cates
3: was the women's coach. It was six on sixteen, mm-hmm. and uh, f- four of his starters were from Las Casas, mm-hmm. and that had a real good season. And you've had two of them on your show. Yeah. Uh, two of the nicest, two of the best kids I talked about Sherry. one of them a while ago. Yeah. And uh, but uh, one of them just happened to be a little kin to T. L. Hopkins, and so that's made it even worse to have to go to play for somebody else. But uh, they couldn't have picked a better one to play for than Ben Cates. I'll say that, and they'll tell you that. And anybody that ever played for Ben Cates will
2: tell you that. Oh, they were blessed hey, because hey. think of the 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 coach that could have taught them at last gases. It didn't seem to have a very good record. Well, I don't really like to discuss that. That coach got fired. Yeah, I know. Okay.
3: <laughs> in fact, he fired himself. Didn't That's he? exactly right. I I would venture to say that I'm probably the only coach in the state of Tennessee that that got fired by his principal,
2: who was the same person. Now, Janie, somebody's having a birthday coming up. Somebody is.
4: Um, well, go t- ahead. Go t- ahead and say the number. I don't care. <laughs>
2: Oh, is that you, Bobby? You've got a birthday coming up.
4: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I'll be eighty.
2: That doesn't seem possible.
4: No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You
2: don't look like you're over fifty years old.
4: Well, I appreciate that, but believe me, I am.
2: How's, how's the leg? The ankle, I guess.
4: Uh, it's it's coming along. Yeah. I I go Friday for my last doctor's visit, and he's going to take a look at it and mm-hmm. sign me off. She
5: promises she's been wearing her
2: boot. You have been wearing your boot.
4: Well, not today. I drove. I can't drive in it. This yeah. is my right foot. Well, you could
2: have come with Larry. I called y'all this morning I, to tell you that I, Sylvan I know Park you did. was I
4: know you did, and I told close. him last night he likes to get up at zero dark thirty Mm-hmm. And go eat with y'all. I said, you plan on eating with the guys. I'll meet you at Adam's Place when we get ready to do the show. Mm-hmm. And then you called and said Sylvan Park was closed. So then I called him and said, you got to find someplace else to eat. So I'm glad I wasn't a part of all of that.
2: I need to write all this down because I, I don't know where to call you when I get up at night, uh, when it's 4 o'clock in the morning.
4: I'm I'm always awake. Don't Are worry you? about it. Yeah.
2: Have you got the phone right next to you, or are you Yeah, ready? yeah. Well, I know. Well, it. Yes. It was almost dinner time for me when you called. No, I called at six thirty. Well, that's too late. Because months. I thought it'd be time. Because I, you usually are late showing up over at Sylvan Park. We are already eating by the time you show up.
4: Huh? That's because I try to put him off. Because I don't like to get there in fellowship for three hours.
3: <laughs> she says that she can only take Truman Jones for a that's certain not little time. That's true. If she's going to be on that the show, That probably too. was true.
4: <laughs> no, that's not true. But anyway, Jan's got a big deal planned for me. She's gone to a lot of trouble. Why so. don't you
2: put it all together? I mean, what day is the birthday? October, October the
4: 4th. Oh. Monday. But that's on a Monday. Okay.
2: No gifts. No gifts.
4: No gifts, please, please. No gifts.
2: Come and go. Gosh, I was <laughs> going to get you something really really nice. If not. <laughs> we'll we'll make an exception. Yeah. If we can
3: get a dollar out of Truman Jones, that'd be the best birthday she's ever had.
2: Well, <laughs> no. I was thinking maybe have it early on on this particular day and uh they're going to have food out there. Uh, all kinds of ice creams and drinks, and you love to drink c- certain things. Uh, <laughs> Should never have told him.
3: No. no.
2: That, that will be a great event.
3: It really uh, we've will. Been, we've been to one when Susie had her garden center out there. matter of fact, I think I cooked hamburgers for them. But that that will be a great event. That's a,
2: I think Mo's cooking, isn't she? I don't know. I hope. But uh, they got a, a number of uh, vendors out there, I presume. But uh, they're going to have uh, live music, uh, the food trucks, the games. I don't know what type of games they're going to have there. But um, I talked to kids. Mo this morning, and everything is still going on. It, they think the weather will be perfect that day. So she and Timmy were riding around doing something. Yeah. Uh, well, so. there's also another something going on that wouldn't
3: wouldn't pertain to anybody except Bobby and I uh the 1967 graduating class every year we we have a get together and uh well that's saturday but you know it's you know like from you
2: graduated in 67
4: no that was his first graduating class he started in
2: 64
4: so this was his first graduating class.
2: That, that was the first, was the first year, year you taught promise. at Las is 64. That's right. And then your first bunch was 67. As principal. Okay. Uh, I was 23-year-old. All right. And uh, But uh, we
3: had a great group of kids and uh, always did. Yeah. But this bunch has, has been kind of special to me because it was my first. And then the 72 class is special because it was my last. Hmm. And uh, I meet with them once a month, meet with 67 once a month. But we have one uh, – one of those students, Ronnie Todd, he lives in Woodbury, and he is gracious enough to host us. And, and, and then Nikki Bowen, he'll the cook something. And his wife is out of this world. At Where's cook, it going to be? At Ronnie Todd's house in Woodbury. But it's just for the 67th class, and you're way too old to, to How come. How many people were in that oh, class? I don't know, 20 or something. But a lot of them don't come.
2: Good at, gosh.
3: From,
4: well, because of the COVID, a lot of the social distance thing. And a lot of them are sick with one thing or another or had surgery and dealing with that. So
2: That makes me sick to even hear the word social distancing.
4: I know. Because I've
2: got to be around but, people. But, well, but, I, 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 when I, they said I was around people that had the virus two years ago, I went crazy. I cannot be away from people. I really can't. You know, it, e- even Larry, I enjoy his 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 <laughs> fellowship. <laughs> you can
4: take him in short doses. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, something
2: <laughs> is wrong. I'm not blaming
3: anybody. I'm just this is stewardism. Something is wrong. When you turn the TV on and there's a football game, you got a hundred thousand people sitting this neck to neck. And then you'd go to your child's classroom. And I'm the got, one that
2: had the orange on. Uh, uh, Probably. Yeah.
3: But you go to your child's classroom, and they've got to be six feet apart. Now, something ain't right, Truman. I don't know what it is, but something is not right.
2: Would you like to be still principal out at Las Casas and enjoying the fellowship with everybody? Oh, yes. I, I miss it. Yeah. yeah. I've been retired 21 years, but I, I miss
3: kids. That was, that was my job and I loved it and, mm-hmm. and we would, these other principals go to these principals academies and stuff, I wanted to be at school, yeah. and I enjoyed dealing with the parents, we had a great bunch of parents but I didn't like what was coming down from the State Department saying that it was better for Las Casas' kids when I knew it wasn't yeah. and that's happening more and more every day and I admire the ones that are still sticking with it because they've got an impossible job
2: yeah, it is difficult when, when you're having people lay down the laws for you on how you're supposed to deal with your kids. And yeah. It's the same thing with, with the curriculum that they pass down to the kids from Washington. It, it, I, li- I like it better when each state is able to make their own decisions but yet still have a, a bit of um, maybe free thinking for each individual. I mean, when you're having a government telling you what you're going to have to do and all that, that that doesn't really sit well with most you, of us here. You know
3: who it benefits? The government. Yeah. And, and my, I always thought that my job was to do what I thought was best for the kids at Las Casas School, and that yeah. was different than the kids at Laverne School. And uh, so that's what I tried to do, and sometimes I got crossways with some of the higher ups, but uh, we managed to live through it.
2: Have you read about that? Uh, uh, medicine that kills lice and stuff like that. You can put it on your cows and, and those types. It's things. called Lindane. It's IVE IV something. Know. Well, it's Lindane, Iver- Iver- Ivermectin. 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 And uh, uh, supposedly that you can rub it on your uh, wrist or or some place like that, and it actually kills the virus. Which is unbelievable. It gets into your bloodstream. And then um, there have been a number of people that have done that that had the virus and they were pretty sick with it. And then they rubbed that on the wrist and it goes away. But yet, no doctors, I mean, no bo- well, uh, medical people want to listen to these it. These people that will rub that
3: stuff on their wrist that they don't have a clue what it is will be the very ones to say, I wouldn't take that shot
2: because I don't know what's in it. Well, don't know, uh, but know this one, in two days, it's gone. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Well, they're, they're country folks, so I believe them. Oh, uh, well, are you going to listen to these people in Washington, are you going to listen to our country uh, folks well, here? Well, you listen to
3: Dr. Rudd. I'm going to listen to Dr. Fucci or whatever his name <laughs> is. But when we were kids, kerosene or coal oil, we called it, cured everything because that's all we had. Yeah, Yeah, It would cure a bellyache by uh, taking a drink and then rubbing some on your nail. Remember that?
2: I can tell you one thing. All those things you used to drink, it was pretty much tougher than that. (laughs) (laughs) There was no social distances back in those days, Truman. No, you all were just thrown together in one big pot. You think about the pot. That's right, and we all came
3: together for a funeral one day, and uh, that was interesting.
2: You have led an interest in uh, my, and I have. How in the world Bobby has stood this all these years? It, it just completely, it, it's insane. She's the closest thing to a saint that we'll ever see. Don't you love to be on the radio when when it, <laughs> he, he starts uh, telling about how wonderful you are? He starts backpedaling, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> Let's call Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, I do. I do. I can understand that Jekyll and Hyde. You kind of look like Spencer Tracy a little bit. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, uh, Bobby. We left it, you John. out. I, a, you had I, you had some certain things that you wanted to say. Well, to everybody. Uh,
4: birthdays. Yes. I was I was yes. Spencer Lathew uh, had a birthday yesterday. I think Jan said he turned 23. That's Terry's son. Terry's, Terry's son. son. Spencer oh, yes. Lathew. All of our kids have birthdays in
2: July, August, and September. So they turn 23, 24, and 25. I was always one, and I, I keep forgetting it, Ralph Layew. Is he re- any of the no, or No, he's Walter Hill terry he As a matter of fact, some of them spell their name different. Yeah. Uh but uh, He's L-E-H-E-W, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Ralph is that also. Well, some of them are L-A-Y-H-E-W. Yeah. It's amazing how certain names just pretty much crop up all over the county. And uh, you know, you've, have you, I know you have been a history uh, buff. Um, a lot of the parts of Rutherford County were named after the people that lived in those counties, at, at the parts of the county at one time. And I, I, I've always thought that was, uh, it was almost like they had their own little city. Yeah. And, well, I, and I guess you had the same thing in, in uh, Kentucky oh, yeah. when you were growing and, up there. And uh, every church was named after a community
3: or vice versa.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: The reason for that is the, the church made the community. And so it didn't make any difference back then when I was growing up what denomination you were you went to Jackson Chapel Methodist Church, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the closest one you could walk to, yeah. now, if you lived over on the other side of the highway, you might have gone to Mount Herman Baptist Church mm-hmm. but well, then you could have been a Methodist or a church or Christ or whatever, but you went where you could get to, and uh, so if that's the case, then the Las probably should be named
2: Brownsville well, which one do you go to? The uh, Stewart's Chapel. <laughs> Stewart's Chapel. Well, well what denomination, what denomination is that?
3: <laughs> we've got Stewart's Creek School. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, uh, that, that That might be named after me. We don't know. Yeah. Well. Stewart's we stu- Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I you. was going to say before I got rudely interrupted uh, uh, one of the 67 graduates. Mm-hmm. Had a birthday this last week, Tommy Carter. We oh. call him Tom Cat Carter. Yeah, yeah. And he was. I'm thinking he was probably the president of the class. I know he went to uh, Boy's State. That was a big deal back then. And mm-hmm. one of, one of the people that he went with was Mr. Jim Cope, oh, our wow. former county attorney. Yeah. And Tommy was a, was a, was a great student. Uh, all around. I but all I, of those
2: kids were. I thought I saw Jim Cope's picture in the paper the other day. It, it was Evan. Evan yeah. looks just like him. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell him apart. If
3: you shut your
2: eyes when
3: Evan talks, <laughs> and you'll think you're listening to Jim. Yeah, yeah. But, well, uh, our, tip off the well, old our, our
4: son Jay went to Boy State. That's right. Yep, proud of him for that accomplishment. How many
2: days were they there? It was there
3: about a, was a
4: wee, it was a week wasn't
2: it I think so
3: and they
4: had the ceremonies on Saturday night
2: uh-huh.
4: and we all went
2: yeah, yeah. Now, did you uh, see the governor
4: I don't remember governor you I
3: it was, do I do know it was at Tennessee Tech at Cookville that, that yeah. year yeah and uh, but that was uh, that was a big deal guy James always had something to do with that I don't remember what it was but he'd come out and we would pick a student and then he would take it from there and uh, the girls went to girl state and uh, but it was it was a big honor to get selected to go to boys or girls anyway
4: state. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> oh yes i want to say hello to brad lamb and all and sarah turner mm-hmm. i forgot to so, uh, call sarah a reminder we were on today but i was kind of stressed out this morning with the rain and the school zones and and everything and and I got in the line at Hardy's, and this lady in front of me made my day. She bought my breakfast. Oh, that was nice. I know, and I forgot to buy the one, whoever was behind me, their breakfast. So I have got to remember payback.
2: To, is the, is to, that, where was that? Hardee's. Hardy's. So if you get in lines at Hardy's. You're responsible for the person behind you. No,
4: no. No. Don't count it as a responsibility. No. I just want Anytime to Anytime
2: re- I pay something, it's a responsibility. Uh, I just exactly want what to what
4: I, I just want to return the favor.
2: Yeah, that's nice. Well yeah. it
3: it can sometimes doing something nice to come back and bite you. I was gonna be a smart Aleck. Bud Mitchell was behind me. I'm glad you said Alec. <laughs> Bud Mitchell was behind me, and I reckon I told the gal at the window there. I said, "Hey, let me pay for that guy behind me." I thought it'd be going you know, three or four dollars. She said, "That'd be twenty-eight dollars." So
2: he was buying, <laughs> buying, for, buying for everybody shop. there. But <laughs> yeah. I said,
3: "Well, that's a lesson well learned."
2: You know, he uh, he takes care of our breakfast every Friday, but yeah. uh, he he's down in Talladega. Oh, uh, we not going to have it Friday? No, no. Well, no, no, no. for the next two weeks, we won't have it. Well. I was supposed to meet Earl Campbell up there Friday, and I owe him some money now. I won't have to pay him, will I? Yeah. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we may get back to Bobby.
0: The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
4: I'm Carly Henry, and I love Adam's Place. We do enjoy the book reviews, and we play cards a lot, play hand and foot and I've learned to play bridge since I've been here and that's been a lot of fun. And we play billiards. I would encourage my friends to come to Adams Place because if Adams Place is the premier facility of this type, then it's a good choice. Where is the best barbecue in town? In 1920, East May. The best barbecue for miles around is in 1920. East Main You can buy it by the pound Sandwich, platter, or plate No matter what you choose It will taste great You can come with a friend By yourself or with a date To Slick Pig Barbecue Barbecue pork, beef, or chicken Brunswick stew Great sides Lunch specials Down home atmosphere And they cater Slick Slick Pig Pig Pig. Barbecue It's the
6: best We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at budstirepros.tn.com.
0: Now, an update from the WGNSradio.com news center.
5: I'm Ron Jordan. FedEx is hoping to add 2,300 jobs to Middle Tennessee. The shipping giant will hold in-person hiring events on Thursday. Check their website for details. The company wants to increase staffing ahead of the holidays with positions including package handlers, drivers, warehouse workers, and other support positions. Tennessee is wasting hundreds of thousands of COVID-19 vaccines. The state health department says from the time the vaccine was rolled out until September 13th, nearly 188,000 doses were tossed out as nearly 4% of the doses the state has received. The Health Department says most of the doses were thrown out after expiring. The new president of the Southern Baptist Convention says the world is watching the way it handles issues like sexual abuse and racial reconciliation. Pastor Ed Litton warned the nation's largest Protestant denomination against tribal hostility, ungraciousness, and suspicion within the denomination. Lytton says the mood of the time is to attack, demonize, make allegations, and threaten, which he called, quote, the toxicity of conversation. Lytton spoke in Nashville Monday night after members of the SBC's executive committee debated whether waiving attorney-client privilege as requested by the Sexual Abuse Task Force is a violation of the denomination's bylaws. And the just-concluded summer may be the wettest on record in the mid-state. The National Weather Service in Nashville says nine-tenths of an inch of rain was needed on the last day of summer to be the area's wettest summer since 1872. News on demand 24-7 at our website, wgnsradio.com, or follow us on Twitter at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and
0: on demand at WGNSradio.com. We are News Radio WGNS.
1: Hey, fellas, it's Scott. I want to encourage you to make your health a priority. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They're reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers important to your health. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They're one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, have a lack of motivation and drive, or have noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help you determine the cause of your symptoms and will help you get back to feeling your best. It all starts with their quick and easy health assessment and is covered by most health insurance. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for us men and now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. To schedule your health assessment, go to lowtcenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's healthcare.
6: Listen live to WGNs radio on our website. And Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSradio.com. Good weather. Partial sunshine develops here for this afternoon. We'll see high into the upper 60s, northwest winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour, and at times gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on news radio WGNS. Currently, it's 60. Premier 6 Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights. Showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896 4100 or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily, their movie hotline, 896 4100 or go seeamovie.com. Premier 6 on Broad and Jackson Heights. From
0: NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450. And streaming at WGNSradio.com.
2: Now, welcome back, and I don't know what all just went over the air, but I apologize for Larry Stewart for whatever it was.
4: I was trying to wave him off.
2: Now, uh, what all the, are the other things that you were wanting to talk well, about, Bobby? Uh, we just
4: want to thank our local listeners and also out-of-state listeners. Mm-hmm. My son listens to the past podcast when he gets off of work. He's yeah. working today, so take care of yourself, bud, down there. He says it's awfully hot and humid. No Tempty, rain in No Texas. rain. No and, rain? No rain. Well,
2: he's in the, the uh, what, it's the kind of close to Houston, or is it more uh, close to Dallas. Dallas?
4: Dallas, outside of Dallas. Yeah. But he, I talk, we talk to him every night, and he said it's so humid and hot, and it's just difficult to get even out in the yard and cook. He likes to cook outside on the grill and all yeah. that stuff, and uh, he said it's just awful. Down I'm kind of
2: worried about this country because what have we had? Ten days of. Almost solid rain. We've only got 30 more days to go. Mm. And then uh, is anybody building anything that will float? Not. I got a boat for sale. You do have a
3: boat
5: for I sale.
2: Do. You think I ought to hold on to you've it? Been, you've been selling that boat for five years. I've been trying to sell it for three. Uh, but maybe the What, latest... what is it?
1: What, what is kind what? of
2: boat is it? It's a fishing boat. Uh-huh. It's a... Is it a regular fishing boat with yes. a... Uh, what an Evan Roode engine and all it's that stuff. It's got a Merc-
3: Mercury engine, Merc- uh-huh. and uh, it's a Olin Bell sold this boat down at Tullahoma Marine to Mitch Jacobs. And I almost it- bought a boat from Olin years ago. Olin has sold a lot of boats. Yeah, and then I bought it from Mitch. So it's a two-owner boat, and I got a lady that's coming Saturday uh, to look at it. And if it keeps raining, that maybe that's why she wants to buy it. So it'll float. A lady's coming to buy that The lady's the one that called me, and I said, yes, ma'am, come on.
2: Did you ever get out on the river with it?
3: Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: LDAG and me have caught more fish probably than anybody in Rutherford County out of that boat. Now, I may be stretching it just a little bit. You're stretching it a lot. Oh, am I? <laughs> well, I tell you, I'll put it this way. We have had more fun in that boat than anybody in Rutherford County has ever had in the boat. I guarantee you that.
2: Well, you you, you, you took all the things that you need to take when you go out on the boat. I know, had, I, I know, y'all, the you, you guys, you guys had no uh, rods and reels uh, <laughs> or anything. Well, you LD had other was, things to keep you uh, happy. LD could talk to them, and they just jump in the
3: boat. Yeah. that good of a salesman. I can
4: bounce for you taking a rod and reel one time when he hooked you
3: in the ear. Well, that was my son. LD was the doctor on call that day, I put it that way. uh, That's uh, Our good buddy, the late Mike Lowrance, somebody told him about that deal. Well, then every time I'd see him, he'd say, oh, yeah, you only got hooked in here with a rattle trap. I said, yeah, you're right, Mike. uh, Had to go to emergency room because Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have anything to cut it out, and neither did the emergency room. So they went to maintenance, and they came in with a pair of bolt cutters, about three foot long, yeah. to cut that uh, hook out of my ear because the barb wouldn't come back through. But uh, uh, they, we got
2: it done. Yeah.
4: When I when yeah. I went home, his head was wrapped up like he had had major brain surgery. I think, that would
2: have been useless. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the emergency room people thought it was funny. He was sitting on the couch when I walked in the door. And I'm telling you, I have never seen a head wound wrapped like this. It, wrapped. Was, I wrapped. Mean, all, wrapped. it was like a mummy wrapped.
3: <laughs> there was somebody in the emergency room that knew me or some knew somebody that did know me because I couldn't see. But when I came out, I thought Jay was going to faint. Was that at the old hospital? At the old hospital, yeah. yeah. And uh, they were just having a lot of fun out of my uh, misfortunes, what they were doing. But it's, uh, <laughs> I'm glad they got I wish I had been there. I know you do. I miss well, out on everything. Well, you're well, probably the one that told Mike Lawrence about
4: it. <laughs> when they cut the string or the line that the that rattle trap was hooked to, mm-hmm. L.L.D. poured beer on it to disinfect it.
2: Where in the world did he find beer? That's well, unusual well, you before. didn't go to the lake
4: without a cooler.
2: That's kind of weak for L.D.
4: Yeah, I know. You didn't go. I'm surprised he used it. Or wasted it. If
3: you knew L.D.A.G., you would know what a sacrifice that was. Yeah. And uh, they, <laughs> the woman at the emergency room said, have you put anything on it? And I said, well, my friend poured some beer on it. She said, well. If that's all you got, I said well, that's all we had. We didn't. We didn't take an emergency kit with us because you don't think you're gonna get hooked in the ear, but if you.
4: I mean, they had just started off from the dock. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be the first one to catch the first fish, mm-hmm. and Jay cast before they even got out on the lake, and hooked his daddy in the ear. So they had, just spin around and go back to the dock
3: that wound up the fishing trip
2: he wasn't angry at you before y'all went out i he? didn't think he
3: was <laughs> <laughs> but
2: uh, he says he wasn't but
3: uh, he was just one of those kind that
4: there had co- to
3: be the first now, well
4: now all three of y'all are very competitive when it comes to the first fish because they caught a dead fish one time and somebody one breakfast off of a dead fish so then they had to go about making rules Mm -hmm. so this was a big deal for them
3: that dead fish just happened to be floating when i backed the boat in Mm -hmm. and so i i got it and we had what it was we had a a bet every day the one that catches the first fish the other one has to buy breakfast the next morning yeah so i put that dead like playing golf yeah i put that dead fish on my hook Mm -hmm. and Dropped it out in there, and I said, "Well, oh, boys, I got one. Oh, they started crying and moaning about I was going to win the best. When they saw one side of the fish would eat out, they decided they were going to make
2: some rules right there. Where was Jenny at the time? We didn't she, let her she go. She likes the lake better well, than anybody. We didn't let her go. You didn't? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Well, was there any particular reason? Men only. Oh. Now,
3: her it mother.
4: To, it had to be <laughs> now
3: you talking about he's talking about to get to go. You're talking about fish. I'm coming to that. It had to be mm-hmm. alive. Mm-hmm. It had to have gills because I caught a mud puppy one time and they wouldn't accept. Only reason to
2: be alive, the yeah, gills.
3: Yeah, it had to have gills, and it had to be the first one caught. So that was and that had was to a it deal. In the thing. Had to get it in the boat. You could, LD got one right to the boat one time and it flopped off, and he thought he should have
2: won, but we. We claimed that in the boat room. It wasn't. How many of you caught smallmouth bass?
3: The last fish LDAG caught, I've got a picture of it. We were at Center Hill. We had a pontoon boat at that time. Mm-hmm. And he caught a smallmouth that weighed about, I'd say, four to five pounds. Wow. And, I mean, it was pretty. And we went all over that lake looking for somebody to take a picture. We finally found one of Jan's friends. They had a houseboat, Ronnie Leahy, and she took mm-hmm. a picture with her phone. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when L.D. died, she had that picture blown up and gave it to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got still got it on my TV. And plus, it was one of the pictures that we put on L.D.'s tombstone. Oh. And so it was, Monk had a tombstone like that. And uh, that's L.D. said, I want one of them when I die.
2: I'm getting all kinds of crazy things on my computer. Jannie, what is this? Dublin, Ireland. Listeners online now. Over 287 listeners online. 287, and they're from all over the world. See, Dublin, Ireland, uh, Calgary, uh, Canada, Winnipeg. 287
4: listening online
2: now. Guadalajara, Mexico.
4: Dallas, Oklahoma City, Chicago, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, and throughout Middle Tennessee. Is that, is that people listening to yeah,
2: you? Yeah, yeah, listening to you
3: guys. All. Oh, that's that's sort of like a and average. A lot of that's made-up stuff. I don't think so. You know, <laughs> here, here, here. There's 287 people crazy enough to listen to this show. I, I,
2: I really do. Oh, but, but listen. If, so. if you're getting overfed with what's on television and today, you <laughs> have to this reach is, out. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Well,
4: you know, it's it's People just want to listen to nonsense and entertainment and get away from the crises that we're going through. Yeah,
2: sometimes uh, we're like a a coffee shop, and we're all sitting around, and we're talking about things that are enjoyable and fun and and, uh, the way things used to be.
1: Six of them are in Ireland.
2: Wow. I, that's where my kin folks are from. Well, there Ireland. you go. Just I bet that's kids. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the Joneses, the Caffys, uh, yeah. uh the MacFarlands. Of course, the MacFarlands are are more Scottish, I would say. But uh, my gosh! Uh, hey, guys, uh,
4: <laughs> welcome I, aboard. <laughs> I, I hope
2: you all, all you
3: folks are doing well out there. Well, you forgot to mention you got sidetracked. Stephanie Doss. Yes, Stephanie
4: Doss is a loyal listener. It's Jay's friend, and uh-huh. Jay and Belinda's friend in Dallas, uh, and uh, they're on vacation. They're yeah. in Florida visiting her husband's relatives, but she always listens, so we want to say hi.
2: Well, this is, this is pretty special because I enjoy being with you guys. I really do. Uh, y'all are so much fun, and, and y'all are what the way things used to be. And I love that. I mean, Larry one of the best basketball players to ever come out of Kentucky, and he picked you over going to the University of Kentucky. They were they had the number 1 teams in the nation See, back then. The way I, and he selected you over playing in well, Kentucky. Well,
4: what, what I what I think I saved him from having to sit on the bench at Kentucky Yeah. because if you look at who was on that team, I don't know if this skinny guy from Kentucky could have played against Wait a minute. Well, Wait a minute. You're now, saying skinny? Oh, he was. Oh, Jesus. Let
3: me put in my two cents worth, okay? Okay. The the two years that I would have been there because I went to a junior college first, mm-hmm. Kentucky was down. They had Cotton Nash.
2: Who was a great ball uh, player. That's
3: right. All-American in 63, mm-hmm. Four, 64. But they had some, a team coming up that would – be runners up to the national championship in 1966. Yeah, that's when
2: uh, that small school beat them.
3: That's right. Yeah, uh, Texas Western, yeah. which is now Texas El Paso, and uh, that was when the uh, all-black team beat all-white team for the yeah. first time. But uh, see, that bunch came after me. That was uh, Pat Riley, mm-hmm. Louie Dampier, and that group. But had two all-Americans. Is he still coaching Riley? He, oh, he's a uh, GM with the Miami. Team whatever in Miami. Yeah. yeah but he's he's still involved yeah and so but anyway I played against him when he was a freshman
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, see he's he graduated two years after i did but he took a red shirt year that was popular back in those days play freshman ball which you had to play mm-hmm. and then take a red shirt year and then you'd be had three more years and yeah sure so Riley took a red shirt but anyway the this for your sake mrs. Stewart I think I might could have played. Yeah. <laughs> But we all think that, don't we?
2: No, I've always been pretty uh uh down to earth uh, here's picture. the picture you can't send it. I wish the people that are listening could send could see this i've whether you, well, you gave me something that's just spread all over the place no, there's the fish. oh that's a nice fish it is is that l d that's l d goodness
3: gracious he was he was right proud of that, and we just released him back to the lake, and on the way home, he said, you know what's bad about that? I said, what? He said, P.O. Florida fishes in that cove all the time, and he's going to catch my fish. I said, well, first of all, L.D., it's not your fish. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. uh, if if anybody can catch it, P.O. Florida could catch it. Ain't that nice about these phones, things that you could put on your telephone, Truman, if you know how.
2: Yeah, it is, and I don't know. Uh, Ray Troop, uh, you you remember his dad? Yeah. Uh, Ray, of course, was a doctor, uh, and I grew up with him, and uh, we were talking about he just had surgery on his hips. He had new hips. Uh, I don't know how all that works.
3: Matt Barrett do it?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, yes, Matt it'll, Barrett. It'll be fine. And uh, it's amazing. Uh, all the the, the, we, the, attention that you get when you have something going on. We all call each other. We, we've we we've grown together, I guess, for over 70 years, worked and uh, played together and played baseball and all those other things, and we still reach out to each other when something happens. And those memories never grow away. Oh, I mean, they, they the, really don't. He
3: comes with the old-timers baseball yeah. every year. Yeah. Now, while we're on that, I don't know any details, so don't anybody ask me, but I heard that Pat Murphy had had surgery, and he wasn't doing too good that he was in intensive care last week. Now, I don't know, but uh, we uh, want to wish him well. Pat yeah. Murphy is a great guy. Uh, he talked for me for a while, and, I mean, the kids loved him to death, and he did a great job. But uh, You
2: know what we need? We need some of these people from all of these places that we just mentioned, to start calling in and telling us a little bit about what's going on well, in their community. Now, some of those people in Ireland have talked to me,
3: and they said if Truman Jones will pay our way, we'll fly over there <laughs> and be on that show. I said, honey, I, don't count on it.
2: I, Well, I guess we could take WGNS, well, and, and they can pay it. I mean, they got well, all kinds of go. money. I
3: never thought about that.
2: I knew you wasn't going to pay it, but I, I, Bart would probably pay it. You know, really, this is real America right down here. This is America that we grew up in and really haven't changed that much. And that's why we've got a flood of people coming in from all over the world that are moving right here in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. And I think it's just because uh, there's some sanity here. I mean, the, the crazy things that are going on in in, in this country right now, I can't even relate to it. I can't either, but I, I, I'm not giving anybody a plug. I'm just telling you, I was at John
3: Deere getting me an oil, oil filter
1: mm-hmm.
3: about two years ago, and this guy next to me getting something, and he was, I noticed he kept looking at me, and I thought, what's he doing? And he said, when I got through, he said, that voice said, you on the Truman Show a lot? I said, well, more than I should be probably. He was grew up at College Grove. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knew Mr. Blue Windrow who was principal of College Grove School forever.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: so he said, "Now I love to hear those stories." He said, "That's what I grew up with." I said, "Well, that's that's what we grew up with."
2: Yeah, it, it, you were talking about LD earlier. I first met LD when I was a young kid, and uh, he, uh, Tommy Cole had had a sports uh, uh, shop there, uh, and they sold all types of sports equipment. Uh, baseball gloves, baseball bats when they were wood bats, and all of those things. And if you went in and you did not have the money to pay for whatever item that was it, he would just say, pay me when you can. That was
3: his favorite saying. Yeah. And uh, my son looked up to him just like he was a daddy. Yeah. And uh, he was talking to LD about... Ld went to work when he was in high school. Mm-hmm. It was called the diversified occupations <laughs> back then. You I got in high school and yeah. worked a half a day. Yeah. And uh, Ld was telling him about the first car he bought. Uh, bought a '51 Ford, and his payments was eight dollars a month and stuff like that. And he said, hey, Jay, you know what my first job was with with a cold Sports Shop?" Jay said, "Not nah, what?" He said, "Counting worms. They had a a worm farm." I remember it? that. And Jay said. What do you mean counting worms? And L.D. said, well, Jay, you think 100 worms jump in that box and shut the lid on themselves? Somebody <laughs> has to count them as Well, So that was his first job with Mr. Cole. And I what, was
2: kind of wondering if they didn't cut those worms in half well, and add,
3: add twice as no, many. No, but i tell you what L.D. did do the first time he watered them. He used city water instead of the well water Uh-oh. that they had available, and you know what happened to the yeah. worms. He said yeah. the worms were all over the place the next morning. But Jake had sat and listened to L.D. talk about the stuff for days and days and days.
2: Anybody could. Yeah. Now, you grew up when you came here with a lot of people that became famous over the years, and it was one of the nicest areas in the world to grow up in. It was almost like living in a in a castle over on January Street. Living in Mayberry. Mayberry. Yeah. Oh, uh,
3: yeah. We uh, that's. In 62, when we got married and moved to Murfreesboro, uh, the Middle Tennessee State College at that time was doing away with their married housing because it was old barracks building just falling down. Yeah. And so they put some students over in the housing project. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, your Your rent was according to how much you made. And Bobby worked at State Farm, and she brought home, what, $30 a week?
4: I, well, $80 every two weeks. I cleared $80 every two weeks. So our
3: rent wasn't all that high, but compared to some of these people that didn't work, uh, ours was like $17, 18 no, a month. No, twenty-four, fifty A month. And then the ones that live right next door to us was like 12
2: What because, did Ann
3: pay? I don't know. Whatever. Well, she was. The worked, governor's daughter. She, now, Ann Wagner wasn't like. Uh, a rich kid coming in here, uh, Buford Ellington. Her daddy made her work. She yeah. worked for, for what we called a skinny Martin, Dr. Martin. he was in charge.
2: Of uh, the I remember system. him well. So,
3: uh, her their rent would probably have been about like ours
2: now. Yeah,
3: uh, Mr. Ellington, Tim Wagner, uh, he was like me. He was on scholarship at Middle Tennessee, and uh, to to not live in the dorm and eat in the cafeteria. We got that money in cash. Now, mm-hmm. that, now they get it all. But we got $247 and a half every semester. Mm-hmm. And now we had to live on that. Get you, you know, So after every ball game, we would have $2 in our locker to go eat on. Mm-hmm. Well, the boys that lived in the dorm, they went down to Topps. You remember where Topps were? Oh, they'd yeah, get wow. a hamburger. Uh, a Helen Truesdale probably waited on them. And, uh, but I took mine home. And I went over to Woodard Montgomery. That's Monk's brother. He had a store over there on the, on, right across from the housing. Probably everybody bought, and i would buy a pound of bologna and a loaf of bread, and we'd eat the rest of the week on that $2. Now, if we had two games a week, I might have been the richest guy on January Street. <laughs> Did you have a refrigerator in the house? That came with the apartment. Wow. It had yeah. a, it a refrigerator and a heating stove, and it was gas. I didn't have to cut any wood. And, and, a, and a cook stove. Cook stove. And uh, back then, uh, that housing authority, they checked you. you. you They checked your apartment at least once a month. And if it was dirty or something, they'd write you up. If they wrote you up a second time, you were out. And we got—we had our oven was dirty one time. And when we got that letter saying that our oven was dirty, you talking about two people getting in, getting in gear and cleaned it up. Because, oh, wow. Well, that was the best place we'd ever lived in our life and we darn sure it didn't was want to get fun it was yeah. fun
4: living over there because we it was mostly young people on the front side now on the back side mm-hmm. they had some families with three or four children and everything but uh... we had so many college kids over there it was like a little village and some of the base we would, people lived over
3: we there. would
4: hang out with them on weekends and play charades or games or whatever and it, didn't cost us anything, but maybe a case of beer. The guys would share a case of beer, and we would just—it was—it was a good time. Good time.
2: Who were the smartest ones in there? Because I know that. Uh, being an athlete, it's hard for you to get through all all the hard <laughs> studies and everything.
4: Well, the ladies, <laughs> who, who was the, the ladies, lead? the ladies helped the guys a lot with typing and mm-hmm. reading. Yeah, I know. In my case, I typed up uh, PE cards and read Joseph Stalin and made a report so he could pass that. So you know, everybody. Well, boy,
2: why would you be reading communist things? Well, that was, was
4: part of
3: history, minor, minor in history, and they made them old thick books. You know, they didn't have them little thin ones like you used to read.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, but, I, you but, know, but, it was
4: part of a reading list.
2: Well, you're reading things as far as Joseph Stalin, who was one of the most evil people in the, in the world at any given time. That
3: was history, Truman.
2: Yeah, but... So was Hitler. Well, we had history here, but now we can't... Anything that had to do with the 1860s, they're doing away with it. Yep. And the yep. people who wrote the Constitution in the United States, they're tearing their, all their statues and everything Dr. down. Dr. Strickland was the teacher in the history department, and if he said read it,
3: you might want to consider reading it. Yeah. Because you, you had to have that to get you minor. And uh, she loved to read, and I was trying to help her out yeah' giving her a big thick book
2: I, I hear they're going to name the ROTC building after you the Larry Stewart building is that correct no but I never took ROTC yeah
3: see I went to a junior college and they didn't have it so when I came up here as a junior then I didn't have to take it everybody else had to take it but I didn't have to but a lot yeah. of a lot of the basketball players took the uh, advanced ROTC and they made uh, forty dollars a month now that was big money in 1962.
2: Well, guess what? I just got a text from Dublin, Ireland. That's what he's going to tell us. <laughs> no, this is not from Dublin, Ireland. Uh, the lady that, that comes in and helps, uh, that cleans my place, uh, for evidently the rain is ch- is chasing ants into my <laughs> into my house. No, that's not it. It's it's crumbs you leave laying around. Well. That's not
3: my fault. Tell her to go get her some of that new stuff. It's called Vivo or something like well, that. Well, she's
2: telling me to do it. Well, good I have to answer to everybody. I'm,
4: I'm not surprised that ants are trying to find higher, higher ground.
2: Yeah, but I had not seen any ants, so... Carla, are you sure that you hadn't dropped oh, something you didn't on you? Yeah, that's just like that shot. You say you don't need
3: the shot. You're scared to take it. Oh. And you don't hey, know how hey, to do it. No. Hey. No. No. hey.
4: While,
2: yes. We need to keep Carolyn Cole our thoughts and prayers. Jay Cole's wife has been a little under the weather. Carolyn Cole, mm-hmm. and she's been under the weather. Yes. And we do we need to uh, put a prayer out for her? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. He was, a, he was a great uh, basketball player. In fact, he was probably a whole lot better than Larry if, if, that I remember. Uh, well, let me tell you this about Jay Cole, And you've had him on your show, and mm-hmm. I was with him.
3: In yeah, he, great job. Even he didn't know how good he was in high school. Uh, but he was like a lot of us. He didn't concentrate. On his books as much as he probably should have, mm-hmm. so he he wound up going to Texas Western, who we talked about a while ago that beat mm-hmm. Kentucky in 1966. He set all kinds of records at Kentucky West Ken, at Texas Western mm-hmm. as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Then he didn't like the Rio Grande or a Taco, so he transferred back to Martin Junior College with Jimmy Earl. Mm-hmm. Now, if he'd have stayed at Texas Western that team would have had a different makeup in 1966 because J. Cole was going to play. And, uh, but he's, uh, he he even, he didn't know how good he was. It was like, And this before the three-point shot and the time clock and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He'd still get 60. You know, As a matter of fact. Uh, he was good at Sis Jones. Sis Jones was mighty good. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a different league. I mean, she played – she, it, it back when she played girls was six 6-on-6, six, mm-hmm. if you had a big post girl and a coach like Pusher Hal or her camel Brandon, uh, you know, you went to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's what sis. Sis was there to do one thing, and that was score, and she could certainly do it.
2: That's what I, That's what you did. Well,
3: I, I, get, I get put down for it all the time by a certain radio host. <laughs>
2: I I, I don't understand how some people have responsibilities that include everything, and others had responsibilities that only included one thing, and that was scoring. If you ever got your hand on the ball, the basketball, it's going to be flying in the air rather than going to one person to another. That's not true. I got Uh, an assist at Moorhead. Got uh, one? Uh, that's, that's the only one I'm going to talk
3: about. Yeah. Uh-huh. But starting the second half, everybody got turned around. And we got the tip, and it went to my teammate, Phil Meadows. Mm-hmm. He went down, and he was on one there, so he assumed he was in the wrong. Yeah. Well, I knew he was in the right, so I go down there and I say, Shoot the ball, Meadows. And he said, Is this our goal? Now we're talking, and the other thing, <laughs> everybody else don't on the other thing. And I said, Yeah. He pitched it to me, and he said, Well, then you shoot it. I threw it back to him. I said, no, you shoot it. He did and made it. (laughs) That is an assist. You, well, that's amazing. Well, I thought you'd That's the first
2: time I've ever heard that story. Well, see,
3: I don't like to brag. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) When people start dying to me about not passing the ball, I have to remind them that that's not true.
2: Well, you're you're such a good guy, though. That's that's what
3: I always thought.
2: You raised Big Willie also, and Big Willie has become the top man in Rutherford County. He takes care of everything. And uh, without you, I don't know if Big Willie could have become as successful as he has. Well,
3: Big Willie will tell you that I made him get his diploma, high school diploma, and that didn't make him a bit better truck driver, but he's glad he got it.
4: His and mama is to, glad he got yeah, it. Yeah,
3: his mother was the sweetest person that ever lived. And uh, she wanted him to graduate, and I said, well, I'll see to it that he does. You were one of a kind. I, I enjoyed my job. And but, I loved but the kids loved you. I loved helping them out.
2: Yeah. You had a structured school, but... Uh, the structure part came from love. I mean, you made sure that and common, every one of your kids were yeah. successful. And common
4: sense. Yeah. Common sense. We have lost all common sense yeah. in this day and age.
3: Well, we we had a good time. Uh, the kids loved coming to school, and if they love coming to school, they'll learn in spite of themselves. And, and this, this group did. Now, most of them knew what they were going to do, when they got out of high school, before they ever started, they were going to farm, uh, and uh, a lot of them do. Uh, Howard Arnold is yeah. a good example. Uh, he was a, a future farmer, state farmer at his, when he was in high school. Yeah. So well, everybody knew what Bubba was going to do, and uh, Buddy Brown. Yeah. Everybody knew what Buddy Brown was going to do. Uh, he was going to run that store and help Ben. So yeah. But anyway, they they knew their role, and uh, they they. They took care of business.
2: You know the sad thing is I'm sitting here and looking at all these places that are listening this morning, but usually all they get from what, what in this country, what's going on in this country, is from the big cities. Yeah. The big cities are so far apart from uh, the Tennessees and 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 the the, the states that don't haven't haven't been overrun by population and everybody is fighting to. To gain some type of uh, control in whatever area. And here we just live. We enjoy each other. We take it for granted. Yeah. But those people in Ireland, if they want to see
3: what it should be like again, they need to come to Murfreesboro, Tennessee and visit Las Casas, Hill, Eagleville, Rockvale. You're talking about a place that's really. Smyrna,
4: uh, Laverne. A place
3: that's really jumped off of this map is Rockvale. Uh, when I did my student teaching out there in nineteen sixty four, uh, you could
2: that was at the old school.
3: Uh, oh yeah, and you you go to school every morning, you wouldn't see three cars, yeah, and now they've got subdivisions, me and I drove through drove through there the other day and it, it's just out of this
6: world. And
4: I tell you one thing, uh, I'm anxious to see Oakland and Rockvale play. Because as of right now, they're both undefeated. No,
2: No, Rockville got beat.
4: Did they? They got the devil
2: beat out of them. Oh,
4: by who? Riverdale. Riverdale. Oh.
2: Now, Oakland and uh, Lipscomb are playing Friday night, I think. No, Thursday night. They're playing Thursday night. And uh, Oakland is the number one team in the state in football. And Lipscomb, I believe, is second or third. I hate that. And that's I, going to be a good game. I was
4: hoping that Oakland and uh, Rockville would play.
2: Nobody can take Rock, uh, Oakland. Oakland okay. is a, in a they're a whole world all to themselves. They're a, unbelievable. A matter of fact, the reason they're playing Lipscomb, that I understand, is they're having a hard time getting the nobody playing. That's right. Well, they they just got through beating but the best know, team in Mississippi. You can't
3: punish a team for being good. Yeah. What you need to do is you try to get better. Don't try to down, get them well, down, you look, try to get them down. look
4: what the Olympics tried to do to Simone Biles. Yeah,
2: ridiculous.
3: They
4: said she was too good, and none of the other girls stood a chance of competing against her. And it worked on her mind, and it upset her, and she dropped out of some of the events. And that's yeah. awful. That's awful.
2: Well, you have to give uh, Kevin Creasy a lot of credit. He's the coach over yeah. at, at Oakland. They're unbelievable.
6: Hey, by the way, Truman, I was going to yep. mention um, the only way to see the game is to go to the game. But you can take your radio with you. We're going to broadcast that game Thursday night. Uh, what what time? Uh, it's 7 o'clock? 7 o'clock, yeah. And you were and, mentioning. And, you,
2: and you're going to be calling the game.
6: Yeah, John and I will be there. And then uh, Friday night it's undefeated Riverdale and undefeated Smyrna. So, well, Boy, we
2: got two great games mm-hmm. back-to-back.
3: And Thursday night, you will be at Ray Hughes Stadium, right? Indeed. That's a great honor for a great guy.
6: Really wish uh, Mr. Ray Hughes was there to see that game. Yeah, and I Nick do, yeah. If
3: he was still here, he'd be there, I'll tell you that. Yep. He uh, was
2: my
6: neighbor. We yep. did uh, several games right before he passed away, and they had a car for him and, uh, on the one of the end zones, and he would go sit in the car and listen to the game, but he could still see right before yep. he passed. So bless yeah,
3: his heart, I, I, pretty I neat. sat with him. Yeah, and oh, okay. I, they dedicate that stadium to him. Uh, I sat with him for a while and listened to it on in the car radio.
6: Thank you, Brian. Yes, sir. Or where where are we on time? I was just getting ready to say it's wrap up time.
2: <laughs> uh, do you want us to sing a parting song or anything like that? No, let's just Please, no. Don't.
4: We don't want to lose any listeners. Bobby Let's can, but you s- and Larry, no, no
6: please. No, no, no.
3: Let's don't say. Hey, uh, you hadn't heard her uh, <laughs> saying, or you wouldn't you know, be saying that.
4: You now We just want to thank everybody near and far for listening to this nonsense. We have a good time.
2: Yeah, and remember, the 25th at Las Gases, 5 to 8 p.m. Uh,
4: the block party. The
2: block party. So everybody needs to come to that. You'll enjoy it. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning at 9.